Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects, one subscription gets you everything with IXL Learning, and all the kids in your home work off one from pre-K to 12th grade. If your child is struggling, this is the smartest investment you can make. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com IXLAV. Visit IXL.com IXLAV to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Coming to you in a time of need and great distress, a city licking its wounds once again. Boston, crestfallen, heartbroken, down and out once again following the sad state of affairs that was the Celtics losing a Game 7 to the Miami Heat, coming all the way back with the epic Derek White put back in Game 6 for not Fear not, Boston sports super fan, members of Patriots Nation who share part of that Boston sports concentric circle with those who bleed green. Because when you need to turn to something positive, where do they go, Andy? Foxborough. <laughs> they come to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and greatest episode brought to you by our friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Here today to tell you to buck up buttercup to turn that frown upside down and put a smile back on your sports face you got your old pals nick fitzy stevens andy jumbo hart and because we know you guys need an extra ray of sports sunshine we are proud to introduce the latest member of our extended foxborough football family the newest member of the weei team he'll be blogging he'll be beat reporting he'll be podcasting if there's something that needs doing down in foxborough we proudly present Mr. Mike Cadlick. Mike, welcome to the show, my man. It is great to have you. What's going on, guys? I'm fired up, fired up to get started. I appreciate the warm welcome. It's tough to have to do this the day after what just <laughs> happened to the Celtics, but like you said, we're going to we're going to turn our face right around and, you know, head down to Foxborough. So, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. So, thank you for the uh thank you for the intro. Let's go. Well, the good news is that after what the Celtics did, Pretty much everything else, even losing OTA practices due to a stupid <laughs> error, um, is not that bad, right? Like everything in Fox right. was a little bit better. They're not really talking about blowing it up the way they're talking about blowing up Celtics, so it's all good. And uh, before we jump into it, just in case some people, because I think most people probably are a little bit familiar with your name, maybe your voice, your Twitter handle, things like that, but just give a quick uh, quick background, pick a quick uh, resume as to uh, what you've been doing and how you got to WEI. Yeah, sure. So uh, like you said, my voice, my voice is lost because I screamed my head off when Derek White hit that shot in game six. And there's no, no shame in having celebration voice. Andy knows and mocked yeah. me roundly on the radio over the weekend. I, I have a celebration gimpitude. I jumped up from my chair like an old man to celebrate Derek White and I popped my calf. Not oh, like good. an old oh, man. Nice. Not, an old <laughs> man. I am an old man. I, I know. Like 
I yeah, and you. now we have to recover. We have to recover. We don't even have games to watch while we do so. so. We've, yeah, we've got your voice, my leg, and Andy's mood. Together, we make for a perfect body of... <laughs> Welcome to the Six Rings Podcast. <laughs> no, seriously, Andy's right. It can't, like, we have bottomed out. It can't get... It's it's almost, in a lot of ways, exactly. Mike, a perfect entry. Yeah, man, Andy's making the... You sure about that? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. it's uh, yeah, but we've been a huge fan. We've been a huge fan of your work, Andy. Uh, I was impressed when I met you last summer on Media Hill. It was my first time over there navigating my way from fandom to media semi legitimacy. Of course, Andy, it was always like, oh, "What's Fitzy doing over here?" But I, I saw I, security. Yeah, <laughs> he belongs over there with the pom pom waivers. Uh, <laughs> I saw you over there and started following you, and have been impressed how you've grown your Twitter game. Like you're on top of it. You aggregate, you report, you opinionate very sharply. Um, where did all this Patriots passion come from? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, well, I'm local from from Mass, from around the city of Boston, so always been a sports fan. Uh, you know, went to uh, went to Boston University, got my master's, and from there I was uh, taking some sports journalism classes with uh, the one and only Sherrod Blakely, Celtics reporter. Fell in love with it from there. Did some interning at uh, the one and only CLNS Media in Boston. So that's really where I got my start. Uh, did some interning, you know, podcast editing, all that good stuff. And then uh, they gave me the opportunity to write and start to, you know, grow myself. And so sort of just took it from there. Um, Evan Lazar left, uh, went to Patriots.com. I filled in for him as their beat reporter last year. And uh, now we're here. So, yeah, been a fan of the Pats my whole life. Able to, uh, like you said, Fitzy, kind of. Stay on top of Twitter and Instagram and, you know, follow them that way and, you know, find out what this team's up to. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get started. I am relatively optimistic about how this team is going to go this season. Um, I know I don't know how you guys feel. I'm sure we'll kind of get into that. But uh, that's a little bit about me. So uh, let's talk Pats. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Relatively optimistic. Uh, my um, my measuring stick or barometer there is the recent PFF simulator that had the Patriots beating the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills twice. Would you call yourself PFF optimistic? Not exactly. Uh, not exactly. Maybe not those specific ones. So you maintain a shred of uh, credibility in my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We well, can, fine. We I, won't be, I won't be inviting you to my duck boat party, Mike. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, I think there's a chance. I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I've talked 11 and six is kind of where I can see this team. I don't know if they beat Buffalo twice. Ooh, I see Fitzy's eyebrows go right up. Uh, Even the super no. fan Homer put his eyebrows up and they're <laughs> I big know, eyebrows. I got, I got, and I got brow and I got, I got brows for days. Well, like, well, look, we, you gotta we've go been one at a time, just like the Celtics one game it, at a time. Exactly. Like, so a couple of, oh, and two. How, would you please the poor boy? He hasn't even gotten his key card to the building and you're already trying to make him sick with your toxic radiation. Come on. Give him a minute. Let him. He he knows what's up. Mike, into this thing. Mike's plugged in and connected. Yeah, you got it. No, Andy's whole thing is trial by fire. I like to joke around like with it. a nice little general slap and tickle. Welcome to the party. Maybe uh, grab a cocktail, whatever. Andy's like, no, nope, here you go. <laughs> Just that, and that's the way it goes. And I and I understand. But some of the things that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, Mike, um, though, one of the big things has been uh, Andy calls it. We're the big C word podcast. Hold tight. Meaning that this team this year, what you can hope for most is that they will be competent following the removal of the reverse engineers on offense, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, bringing Bill O'Brien back to the party. And that with the toughness that they'll be instilling on defense, special teams, and hopefully on offense as well, that they'll be competitive. So th they could very well finish with a similar record to last year. Maybe they'll even improve upon it a slight bit. But I won't see that. And I don't think a lot of people, at least I hope they won't, 
see that as a failure because they'll be making strides to overcoming 2022, picking back up where they were at the end of 21 and maybe advancing from there. Well, I'd say that again, like, you know, you mentioned slightly improving from last season and the dumpster fire that it was on offense, right? Like, there's just no way that you can get worse than that. Like, you're really starting at the bottom from where this offense was at. So, again, you bring in Bill O'Brien. I'm excited to see what they can do. They they upgraded. I would say they upgraded with their offensive weapons. I know some people disagree, but you bring in guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who I, I truly think he's better than Jacoby Myers. I do. I think he's better and he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, Mike Kosicki helps you find, you know, mismatches and matchups, both inside and outside in the slot and, you know, you can use them on the outside too. So again, I, I just think last year they had a chance to make the postseason in week 18. You completely revamp your offense. You give Mac Jones a slitter, a sliver of a chance, and uh you go from there. The defense stayed the same and improved a little bit. And you know, they were already, you know, a solid grouping last year. So again, we'll see what happens. Take it one game at a time. But you can't get much worse than you know what happened on offense last season. So uh again, stay optimistic to start. And expectations are important always. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at the expectations that were coming off for the for the winter sports and what happened there, the failures of the Bruins, the failures of the Celtics. And then you compare that to the the limited expectations for the Red Sox, where we've ridden kind of this weird roller coaster for a month and a half here, where they're they're not in last place. They're actually competitive. If they played in a different division, they'd be pretty good. They'd be this, right. they'd be that. Where I think part of the any of the excitement for the Red Sox is the low expectations coming in and like people expecting high and bloom to be fired by this, you know, Memorial day or whatever. And I think the Patriots are probably on the lower end of the expectation uh, meter just because of last year, no really transformational alterations to the roster. I mean, if there was a transformational move, it's Bill O'Brien and what he right. could represent for the offense. So, you know, the one thing I've said, and we've talked a lot about this is, Unfortunately, I think you could be a significantly better football team, whether that's 10, 20 percent better and be a last place football team. You know, they face a really tough schedule. That was another one of the pro football focus things that they kind of throw out there is Patriots have the toughest schedule. And I, I think there's a good chance that's true. It's always hard to monitor NFL schedules in the summer because. You're a couple of QB injuries away from the the schedule looking very different. We learned that lesson uh, last year, and they've really eaten up backup quarterbacks. But I do you think they are the fourth best team in the AFC East? I guess that's the first barometer or measurement that we talk about because with Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets, I think there's a lot of people that believe the Patriots are the fourth best team in the East. Well, we'll start with hot takes right away. I, I actually think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets can win the AFC East outright. I think that team, if, if Rodgers is, you know, mentally physically there which he's always kind of been physically there but it depends on if he checks out or not that team's going to be a wagon well, garrett he's actually at taylor swift dancing so we'll yeah, see with miles teller right that was <laughs> yes his cap's okay what a what a, <laughs> yeah. what a strange world if you had aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the new york jets at a taylor swift show celebrating with uh goose's son at a uh, you know over <laughs> memorial day weekend on your 2023 bingo card then you are a savant beyond any expectation yeah, no, uh, that was uh, that was certainly interesting. He's living his best life there in New York, so you know, God bless. But anyway, um, as far as the AFC East goes, I think that I think that there there's a chance they're better than Miami this season. So I think they could be the third best team in the division. Which you can get into the playoffs as the third best team. You can, now with there's uh, seven or however many teams make it now, you can get in as the fourth best team really if you yep. want to go for a wild card. But 
Um, no, I wonder about Tua and the Dolphins. I just think objectively Tua was carried a little bit by, you know, Mike McDaniel. Again, he's still there and that offense is still good with those two receivers, but it's tough to rely on him to stay healthy. And so um, I think the Patriots improved enough to at least compete as the third best team in the division. So um, I would put them slightly over the Dolphins right now, but no, I mean, Jets and Jets and Bills are objectively better than the Pats. Yeah, it's a crazy world we live in again where the New York Jets are potentially an AFC East powerhouse or an AFC East favorite. But that roster last year with three of the bottom five quarterbacks in terms of quarterback ranking, like it was far and away the worst quarterback room in the NFL, and it wasn't even close. So if you get even reasonably competent play, like if you get Aaron Rodgers 2022, not even an MVP level season out of uh, this season on the New York Jets, that's got to be a 3-4 win reversal for them. And of the nine wins the Patriots have in the AFC East post Brady, six of them are at the hands of the Jets. Like you can't just expect cakewalks at MetLife or in Foxborough against the Jetropolitans anymore. Well, here's uh, my question for you guys about the Jets then. So, you know, people say, you know, oh, it's the Jets. So they're just automatically going to suck. I don't I don't buy into that. that theory. Nope, like nope. Aaron nope. Rodgers is there. Salo is a pretty good coach. Like it doesn't matter that the Patriots own the Jets for the last 20 years. That literally does not matter. For, okay. So we're all on the same page. Yeah, I, absolutely. Okay. Most of those, I don't. I don't really buy into most of those theories. Like, oh, it's the Browns. Oh, like, or, or even in, people love to do it in college. Oh, yeah. that school has never developed a quarterback. Okay, who gives a rat's right. ass? What happened thirty years ago, three coaches ago, and five quarterbacks ago is irrelevant. Is this guy good? Does he have the skills, exactly. the mental? So yes, I don't. A logo to me is kind of irrelevant. It's even. I always argued for years, like when Bill traded Jamie Collins to the Browns, and people used to mock the Browns, and they're like, the Browns will never win. No, no, no. When the Browns have the right management and the right players, they will win. Like logos do not make or break you. I, like I, it just doesn't happen. Totally. Other than maybe ownership, which I guess in my Browns example is probably part of the equation. But logos, organizations, they're made by the men that are in them. That you make. It's like right. when kids. I always tell kids when they're freaking out about their numbers, just make the number. Like numbers aren't cool until a great player wears it. And then everybody wants to wear it, whether it's 69, 72, 41. Oh, that's a hideous number. And guess what? If a guy who's the greatest player in the world at that time wears it, it becomes a cool number. So yes, no, the Jets. Now I actually think, speaking of things that don't actually matter, here's a theory I'm going to roll into. Um, so we've had the veteran quarterbacks. We had the perfect cases where Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, they go to a new organization, they're elite level or high level quarterbacks, they win right away. Russell Wilson does it. Everybody says, oh, Denver's going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's how it works now. You get your veteran quarterback, and it could not have gone, gone any worse. It blew up in the Broncos' face. I think we're probably due for one of these to be kind of mediocre. One Like an Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Some people think it's a debacle because it's the Jets, or some people think, boom, put Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl conversation. I'm kind of leaning towards... Is this the one where it's just, yeah, the Jets are nine and eight, you know, 10 and seven, something like that, sort of a middle of the road one. But again, it really has no bearing on Russell, you know, Russell Wilson's Denver tenure and Tom Brady's Tampa tenure have nothing to do with what Aaron Rodgers does. It's all on him. But um, I'm just also into a little bit of the law of averages. And I think this one could just be a mediocre one. Yeah, it's a. Interesting point. I think about, too, the, the situation they go into, right? Because, you know, Brady goes to Arians, who, you know, offensive coach, uh, airs it out and is a respected, you know, offensive head coach, right? And then, obviously, 
Uh, Stafford goes to the Rams with McVay. And so he has, you know, a, a quality system built around him where Russell Wilson goes with Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos and they're, he's out of there after one season. So, um, I mean, Rogers going into a place with solid head coach, a defensive guy, but he has Hackett there too, who he worked with. So, I mean, it, again, that, that should work in theory, but, right. um, mm -hmm. no, you're, you're right. I think that we're kind of, we're kind of at a place where maybe it's just mediocre and it's just a good team and it's not, it's not way up here, way down there. It's kind of, like, yeah, I keep but, trying to figure out like Brad Spielberger, who we had last week on from pro football focus pro PFF is so high on the Jags right now. They think the Jag wagon is going to be. A dominant force in the AFC. I think because they got Calvin Ridley basically for free that we could be sleeping on them as well because it's a pretty excellent team all around. Otherwise, you know, the AFC North, Andy, we've talked about them like there's really not going to be an easy out there as well. AFC West is tough. Um, I like whoever whoever's going to make whoever are going to be those three wild card teams. They are going to be battle tested, bruised and bloodied by the time they get there because there just aren't a lot of cakewalks, patsies or a or or weaklings in the AFC this year. Like it's, it's going to be a full anchor man brawl, uh, which will make, which will make for great football, but we can't just tell the Foxborough faithful and the diehards right now. Like, Hey guys, don't worry. You're going to punch your ticket back there. And Mr. Kraft will finally get that playoff appearance and win that he covets so badly. Um, before we get to the second leg of the pod uh, real quick, Mike, your favorite off season move and your favorite draft pick. All right, off-season move, uh, I really like the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think, and I, I mentioned it earlier, but I yep. think with the way O'Brien wants to run this offense, you know, matchup-driven, you know, find your matchups, pre-snap, win from the slot, I think Juju exemplifies that. And, uh, again, he's better after the catch than Jacoby. Um, he's a possession receiver. I think they're going to run a lot of their offense through Juju. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's still young, and I think he's pretty good. I think that's someone who you got him for – you know, cheaper than you would have gotten, you know, a higher, a higher, higher end receiver, like uh, trading for, you know, Tyreek Hill was for the Dolphins or, you know, digs for the Bills. So um, I think that could sneaky be a really good signing um, as far as draft pick. It's chalk, but it's Christian Gonzalez. I think that kid is an absolute stud. I really do. I think they stole him at pick 17. Mm -hmm. um, and there was no, everyone talks about, oh, why did he fall? Right? Like, Oh, there's got to be a reason he was there at 17 because, you know, maybe he's actually not that good and teams didn't have him that high. I just think the way the board fell, the, the needs that the teams in front of them had, Gonzalez was just there at 17 and they said, all right, let's take him. And I think he has a chance to be one of the better players in this draft. Um, there was that six second clip that came out of him at practice that everyone's fawning <laughs> over now. Just, you know, fluid hips and no no false movements, right? Again, it's Andy's six favorite seconds. six seconds. <laughs> well, again, it, Andy loves Andy loves the social media reaction. That's why I'm here, right? So uh this is great. This is my favorite new dynamic because Mike brings in where a, a realm I used to traffic and navigate in so much with uh, a lot of the online stuff, the hype videos, the positivity. Andy sees everyone fawning over six seconds of Gonzo, just like turning his <laughs> hips and catching a pass. And he's like, ah, oh, you people. Uh. And by well, the way, we'll Mike, see tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And by the way, Mike, uh, you had a chance to curry a little favor with Andy because there's a little room left. I think there's still a couple tickets left on the James Robinson hype train, mm, which okay. Andy is the engineer on this off season. So yeah, uh, big, uh, I think that's going to be one of the uh, truly underappreciated signings of the off season. I just, to me, he has the potential, if healthy, to be the perfect pairing with Ramondre Stevenson. They're both can run the ball, can catch the ball. A, it takes a little off of Stevenson's plate when he got gassed last year. Yeah. And it's I don't think people realize how good Robinson was his first mm -hmm. year and even his second year to some degree in Jacksonville. You got a 
1,400 yards from scrimmage type player. And Bill O'Brien, you trust him to utilize his personnel. If this were Matt Patricia, maybe I wouldn't be as high on it, but you have a good offensive coordinator who has a good piece to a puzzle. He's not, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go out and be a pro bowler and rush for 2,000 yards or whatever, but in terms of puzzle pieces, I think James Robinson's fascinating. Now, I just want to ask you real quick. How, what is your response to those who believe those some have said, as reporters like to say, some have said that Juju Smith Schuster only reaches the heights of his ability when there is an all pro lined up next to him on the offense? Um, it's it's a fair point because, again, his career season, his 1,400 yard season was when AB was there and dictated mm-hmm. coverage, right? And so he um, plays in the arena league now, but he doesn't actually, he just goes on posters and then doesn't show up for the game. Oh, and he also doesn't pay his employees, which is terrific. <laughs> He's apparently recruiting Cam Newton to play quarterback there, too. Oh, yeah. Anyone see that'll, that? That'll yeah. go well. Yeah, have, right. that, that, that. Imagine Cam in the arena league. <laughs> when you're at the concession stand, you have to have your head on a swivel. You could get a fastball <laughs> back in the skull. Yeah, what? I wonder if the Ohio train fire can make itself a football team. <laughs> ah, here we go. <laughs> no, it's a, the, the Juju call, No, the Juju thing's a fair point. I agree. But I think that there's so many, uh, I guess... And again, this is sort of what we dealt with with the Patriots the last few seasons. There's so many number two options on this team. There's not mm-hmm. really that number one, right? But I think now more than ever, there's even more of those number twos. You talk about yeah. Juju and Henry and Gasicki and Kendrick Bourne. And Bourne. again, we'll see what happens with Tyquan Thornton, right? But I think that um, those other guys are going to dictate coverage. And then if Juju is is covered as your number one, then you get other guys involved with Gasicki. And so his impact may not necessarily be on the stat sheet. It may be simply because he's their number one guy and they dictate coverage elsewhere. And then, you know, they can make things happen with the rest of the offense. Really, really, really good start, Mike. Love to get all your opinions on this. Happy to have you in the family. That's the first leg of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast coming off Memorial Day and the Celtics elimination in the Eastern Conference Finals. We are turning a positive page, and we are thrilled to have you as a part of our community. Dear listener, give us a follow at Six Rings Pod. Of course, he's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at FitzyGFY. This is at Mike Cadlick. Cadlick with a K in the front and a K in the back. Kind of like a great frame from Pedro Martinez in 1999. Give us all a follow, rate, review, subscribe, and share. We are rolling on. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like 
anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. All right, boys, it's time for Andy's favorite segment, basically everyone's favorite segment on Six Rings of Football Things, Pat's Puri. Mike, this is where we have a potpourri of Patriots-related topics, and we just sort of toss them about in a nice, fun, digestible, free forum, getting everyone's takes and spins on the news notes and nuggets swirling about Pat's Nation. So let's begin with something I saw you tweet out. One of the nice, uh, one of the few smiles I had on Celtics Disaster Eve, which was DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> tweeting out watching Super Bowl 51 highlights while he works out. Andy's going to jump in right now and be like, it means nothing. Move on. <laughs> but I want to know, does it maybe mean something? And or how do you feel about DeAndre Hopkins? Are you team spend what you need to and bring him in because you need a veteran presence? and a number one, or are you team, I think his best days are behind him, and it's not worth disrupting any development uh, of the guys that you have on the team for someone like him who may or may not still have it? Well, it was interesting. You know, he he posts his, he posts his video on Instagram. He's working out, at, which looked like just a local gym, which I guess that's what happens when you get released from a team. You have nowhere to work out, so you got to go to, you know, the local Planet Fitness or Lifetime. But, uh, yeah, he's watching Patriots uh, Super Bowl 51 highlights, and – Apparently, I saw from Zach Cox from Nesson this morning, uh, he has since deleted the Instagram story, whatever that may mean. Ooh. Sideways on uh, googly eyes, yeah. googly eyes. Uh oh, yeah. eyes, yeah. eyes, eyes, eyes. Yeah, the, you got the, the thinking <laughs> emoji too. So, uh, no, I think, again, you, you talk about guys, guys like me, you know, maybe buying it, not buying into, but taking everything with uh, not so much a grain of salt on Instagram. Again, he's just working out. Maybe he's just doing it to, you know, churn, churn the table. To, excuse me, churn, uh, you know, churn it up himself, right. Yeah. On Instagram, um, kind of chum so, in the waters or whatever. Just, yeah, you know, right. Make people they talk. They all love attention. They're all exactly. whores. They want right. the attention. They yes. can't live without it. So I yeah. think that's all that is. I don't think that's really anything to necessarily look into, but you know, people find it interesting. And so you roll with it. But, uh, as far as Hopkins himself as a player, uh, I think he would be a solid, uh, a solid addition. He knows Bill O'Brien's system. Um, if everything that happened between, you know, O'Brien and Hopkins and Houston is truly water under the bridge. Then I say you take a shot for the right price. I mean, don't, don't, uh, don't go crazy. You know, don't put the rest of your salary cap towards him as a, you know, on a three, four year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money. But um, no, I think he's, he would be a quality number one ish option, which would allow Juju to, you know, have an even better season, which I mentioned before. And so um, I'd go for it for the right price, but I don't think you need to, you know, go crazy for him. All right, so you are making your way Wednesday down to Foxborough for the next day in OTAs. This is the first media avail, correct, Andy, during the OTA mm -hmm. se OTA session since last week. It was week. supposed to be one, but a thing happened. So well, yeah. What 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 happened last week? Something. Do you, you know, like? Do, oh God, it's That's weird. A, they they give you a time limit and you choose to ignore the time limit, and then by some reports they tell you stop ignoring the time limit, and you still ignore the time limit. Oh, it's so Patriots. That's so Patriots. <laughs> That's a, that should be the new name of a segment on here. That's so Patriots. We should do that. We really should. Hold on. I'm actually I like writing it. it down right now. I like that very much. Good job, Andy. 
Between that and the game show you brought up on the fly this weekend with our Celtics recap, Andy, you've yep. been on point with the irreverent and uh, off-key, and I am here for it, uh, damn near celebrating it. But So what's next in the OTA process? Like, what what happens next? What do we look for? Is it just... What what are the, what are they doing between now, Andy and Mike? What are they what what do we look for, Andy? Or what are they doing that between like now and June twelfth when like mini camp breaks out? Well, the first thing we we get Bill Belichick availability, which is now even more interesting oh. after the slap on the wrist and the finding from the league, but also just interesting in terms of you're in the process now. You're on the field with players, and they're coming together. And he'll emphasize that it's a teaching camp and not a uh, evaluation ca- uh, period, but there is evaluation going on at all times. We know that like you are last year, players were evaluating this time and they were evaluating that, boy, this offense blows. And this guy seems to be a bit of a boob and they were dead, right. Come three months later, five months later, eight months later. So two way streets of evaluation will be taking place. I actually think this time around players will be like, wow, this guy really seems like he knows what he's doing over there that calling these offensive plays. This is nice to have. So we're not running into yeah. each other. This is insane. No, no. like we have spacing <laughs> and like the quarterback seems happier and I seem happier and everybody's happy. Um, but also like Mike's guy, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, first look at where he is, Mike Kosicki, where he is, what personnel groups they're trying out, they're throwing out there. Now I will say historically they throw weird things at you in this time period, even in training camp, like, they, they put people in the most difficult positions to learn. And then if it doesn't work, if they decide that's not how they're going to use it, then they put them back sort of in their more traditional usage. So we can have overreactions here, whether it's, oh, my God, what are they doing with Mike Kosicki? He's always blah, 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 blah. like, OK, relax, see what see where we get to in a month or two. But the evaluations of personnel again. If Mike's people are going to get all jazzed up because of uh, Christian Gonzalez in shorts and a T-shirt, well, now he'll be in shorts and a T-shirt opposite an actual receiver so it's gonna be fun time in foxborough yeah that's what i'm looking forward to too uh just you know the position groupings and who reps with who um and again there's not yeah it it definitely matters and uh again i think personally it would be silly Uh, we have i don't even think we kind of sound like bill belichick this offseason i don't think we've said the name mac jones once on this show and we've been recording for almost a half hour well and i don't know wow how about that good on yeah it's funny that he's He's the entire story all at once, but also not really the story because there's so much new around him where it's just like his hype. He was overhyped. Now he's probably underhyped. So reality will be somewhere in the middle. He slides in or whether you average out Pro Bowl playoff rookie year to basement turd show second year. Well, that just averages out to I think I saw Chris Sims. 20th best quarterback like he's just a middle of the road guy in year three now with plenty to prove but not a lot of I don't know hype around him so yeah we'll be watching all of that now as you just said reps matter and if we're like hey uh this is the third uh thing they've done in a row where Bailey Zappi took the first rep should we read anything into now I don't think that's actually going to happen but if it did that'll be a story Bailey Zappi's at the Celtics all the time we can blame him for why the Celtics fall on their face yeah, oh. maybe he's the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, he's been well, come on, the man just got engaged. Let him live Zappoli ever after. Come on, stop, no, Andy. Let him that. Yeah, well, he did it, so I'm just I'm just parroting what he did in the first place. You think he's zappy with his decision? Oh, it's just all right, take a time out. Take a let maybe a powder, a shower, maybe whatever. If I had the if I had the Tony Reale button, I would mute you for a second. <laughs> uh no, it'll be I see I the one thing I'm really looking forward to most is the potent with Bill O'Brien and all these guys is the 
positional versatility and flexibility on the offense. Like what are they like with Mike Kosicki, who's a tight end, who's a wide receiver in tight ends clothing, Kendrick Bourne coming back to the party after being thoroughly irrelevant last year because he was in the doghouse and frustrated and just didn't jive with the offense. I don't think anyone really did. Uh, you know, your boy, James Robinson, how they're going to utilize him. Will they have he and Ramondre on the field at the same time? Does Ty Montgomery factor back in? What do they get out of Pierre Strong? Can Tyquan Thornton stretch the field and open it up so that there's actually room for these guys to operate? That's going to be part of the fun. And just like getting the first glimpses of that starting now into minicamp is going to be some nice, uh, some nice food for us to chew on over the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to see. Uh, two more things, boys. Uh, so there was a story over the weekend. Uh, old uh, Jimmy Garoppolo apparently failed his physical uh, and had off-season foot surgery. Should be ready. Should be ready for the start of the season. However, you know where it's going, Andy. You I'm know where it. You there's know. already odds. One of those like offline books has Tom Brady. If if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't start the opener, Tom Brady's the most likely to do. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> What are we doing? What are we can doing? you imagine? Wait, can you imagine the uproar? Just think for one second what the uproar would be like if Garoppolo, if they invalidate the contract and they just say, like, you know, that's it. No, the foot's an issue. And my Raiders minority owner, Tom Brady, gets the start under center. And now they have to postpone Tom Brady Day, which they just went through announcing and all the all the amnesty and the good vibes that that brought back to Foxborough. People stock you know getting their 12 jerseys out of storage maybe even making a few impulse purchases to get ready for september 10th just what would happen what would the what would the shock Can no. that even happen well, i believe yeah. he they, he would need the votes of all 32 owners would have to vote for it so now the one thing i his stake is that that's the one thing it? i don't know how quickly he could divest himself Can you put an escrow? like what happens <laughs> yeah I, I it it's a weird situation it's it's so Tom Brady. It's like there's always something around him. He's become just this like traveling story in the the end of his career. The way everything, you know, his final couple of years in New England, then in Tan everything is is just weird. There's always Tim something Kardashian. about Yes. Oh my god. Now right. he's good with a Kardashian. Right although there were the Reese Witherspoon rumors first before the Kardashian. Like he's a constant He's perfect for your world, Mike. Like the, the I was Twitter just gonna and... say, Andy, I'm gonna make you talk about this all the time. Um, well, I, I gotta be honest in. with you, Atta boy. Atta Atta boy. Boy. a couple of fitzy points from Mikey K. All right, so Tony I Reality. push back Same on it Andy. a lot, but I'm kind of interested in the Brady Kardashian thing. It's yeah. so crazy, like it's the 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 D hop stuff or like those little like googly eyes on Twitter, those That's annoy me. Oh, look at who this person is following or the likes and this. But if he's with Kim Kardashian, that's a whole different level. That's like worlds yeah. colliding. That's like Hogan and Savage, the mega powers come together. Like that I'm actually really interested in. because, And I'm interested in the angle of what's Giselle thinking? Like if she sees Tom oh, with Kim Kardashian, oh, like there's oh, so many layers to that. The fit that she would throw in her house. I would hell hath no fury. And also you have to think like aside from Brady and Kim Kardashian being too ridiculously sculpted and engineered beautiful people like both would probably have to have multiple people in the room before they even go out on their first date to oh, see yeah. like the flash and be like all right so here's the arrangements this is good for both brands we agree upon three tweets yeah. about each other per week like you know it would be a whole structured and engineered union temporarily probably and i would I love, love to read that prenup uh, I, yes. would, <laughs> I would kill to see that yeah. document i yeah. would kill to hear the voice 
that Giselle used. My husband not, cannot throw the ball and catch it too. That voice going off on, she just found out Brady's dating Kim Kardashian. Oh my, for that audio. King's ransom for that audio, baby. Uh, see, then this is all the fun stuff. Andy and I are busy attending to a thousand other different matters, and you get to go clean up in Isle Brady all these things now, Mike, at WEEI and for, oh, with yeah. all the host of responsibilities. What fun this is going to be for you, pal. Let's go. Um, all right, and last one real quick. Fun little exercise, guys. I saw this tweet uh, about a little over a week ago, grabbed it, and uh, tucked it away for not a rainy day, but just a quick chance to Beautiful. talk some uh, talk some Pats pre-mini camp. This would be a great first way to get a feel on the roster of what Mike sees uh, as the best parts, the highs and lows and more. So uh, it is the Patriots Superlatives 2023. We're talking most overrated, underrated, best player, key new addition, surprise, leap year, prove it, etc. So I'm just going to throw it out there. You guys give me a quick reaction uh, with a name and then I'll give you mine afterwards. So let's start with the most overrated player currently on the New England Patriots. Okay, feel free, Andy, Mike, jump in whenever you want. Hmm. You got to think uh, about this. You dropped it yeah. on us quickly. If I know. It's kind of fun, though. It's a quick reaction. All right, I'll give, you my, I'll give you my... If I'm going to say most overrated, I'm being disrespectful. I need to be disrespectful yeah. with some thought behind it. Okay, well, I, I saw a number of different names from Mac Jones. Some people online wrote Bill Belichick. Mine, personally, was Cole Strange. What? That's stupid. Overrated, I could, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. It's not stupid. It's my opinion. Okay. No, it's not right. stupid. All right. Okay. okay. There's no fine. stupid opinions, just stupid people with opinions. Uh, uh, okay. All right. The reason why I said Cole Strange is because the way that they just went about taking all these guards in the fourth and fifth round, like the the investment in like City Sow and Antonio Mafia, et cetera, people they found like Michael Wenyu who end up working in the sixth round. To me, this is not even so much me coming after the player as much as it is coming after the player and the pick, because if you expect this guy to be a world-class starter from the first round, but you can get comparable talent in the fourth, fifth or sixth round, then what a waste of a draft pick and what a step backwards that was last year. So it's kind of a two pronged approach to saying most overrated, but that's my thinking behind it. So I think I like the Belichick one. I, I just, and I see, I had a feeling you would, that's why I dropped it. In part, that's due to the rating he built up over 20 years. Like he raised the bar so high that he's no longer meeting his own expectations with decision making, winning, success, all of those things post Tom Brady. But if I was going to go with a player, this is a weird one because I think the player is at a crossroads and I'm not sure what I think of him. But Josh Uche, I, you have 11 and a half sacks over the second half that's of last one. season as a, a pure kind of pass rusher, athlete role player does he take it to the next level can he even maintain that does he just live off oh i'm a double digit sack guy for a few years so i don't know if overrated but it, this is an interesting time period for josh uche in a contract year coming off 11 and a half sacks over a half a season mike i'm gonna go and I, I have two in my head so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with calvin anderson and i know he's that nobody's like you know fawning over him as far as like he's gonna be you know one of the best tackles never the team, that. but yeah, but I wouldn't be there. Would have never ever guessed that no. the guy that might be competing with Riley Reef in the Hobo Royale for right tackle on the Patriots would I'll be give the you a better one after, I, after okay. I give my Calvin Anderson uh reasoning, then I'll give you a better one. But no, I think everyone thinks that he's just gonna make the team. I think that everyone just thinks that Calvin yeah. Anderson is just coming in here, he's gonna be here, and he's gonna be 
you know, whether it's the starting tackle or a swing tackle, I think there's a high chance that he's, you know, cut right away. I think with City Sal coming in, uh, wow. I think Riley Reef is going to take it, take on that position right away. I think Reef is objectively better. Um, and again, overrated is strong because I don't know how you're right, how much people are yeah. really clamoring over Calvin Anderson, but uh, got to bring the hot takes in on the first episode. <laughs> yeah, but, he's not afraid uh, to go build and go big. All right. And who's your bet? Who's the backup uh, slash one? A the other one was Hunter Henry. Um, I, I wonder, I, I wonder about there we go. Claire, uh, somewhere classy Claire, not happy. Oh, yeah. it's, I, know, I know. Like uh, I Hunter know. Henry's wife and Sophie Scott are all like, ew, bad denim vibes. Yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah, good, good point. I know. I gotta, gotta represent the whole. Watch out! If you see them at Whole Foods, they're gonna be like, um, "We were gonna follow you, Mike." Uh, I know. Is it is it Kit Kat? No, it's Cadillac. Yeah, we're we're good. Yeah, we yeah, didn't like that. Get something you can lick right in. <laughs> oh, Andy. What? Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll, I know. I'll run into them at, at Legacy Place, and I'm, instead of you know trying yeah. to get a scoop, they're gonna ignore me. But uh, no, I, I think I just think. I, Again, I wonder they, – they have no blocking tight ends at all. I, I, like, they just have, you know, essentially two de facto wide receivers because neither mm -hmm. him or Gasicki are real, you know – Inline blocker powerhouses, yeah. They're, not, they're not threats in the run game. And so um, I, I just wonder how much of a, an impact he'll actually have this season. Um yeah, all right. That's, that, just, that's the fun. That's the most fun one to chew on because of the fact yeah. that it can get us into hot water. It could be a take that comes back to bite us in the ass, or that we could victory lap on. Uh, let's just go. Let's try to move quickly through these other ones. Who do you think is most underrated? Mine was Mac Jones, James Robinson, John all Jones. Right. Ooh, good call. All right, uh, good one all around, right there, boys. Uh, who's the best player on the Patriots? I think uh, there's two answers there. I went Mondre. Uh, I would go Matthew Judon, but I think he is also a candidate for most overrated. Once I saw those top 100 ballots that had him at number, was it five? Five and nine and yeah, 11. I'm sorry, yeah. he's not the fifth best player in the NFL. He's probably not even the fifth best defensive player in the NFL. But on the Patriots, he's really good and he's been consistent. You got to give him credit for what he is consistently. Yeah, it's Judon. No question. Uh, yeah, it's Judon. Yeah, it's Judon. Okay. <laughs> he uh, just said no question and then questioned himself. <laughs> Look what we've already done to a man. One day we already one, broke him. One pot and we broke him. Oh no. Oh no. What have I done? I love it. I love it. All right. Key new addition. I think we can all say on three, we should all just say his nickname on three. One, two, three. Gonzo. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was easy. Uh good job. Uh could surprise. I had James Robinson. Won't be a surprise to some of us. Yes, I yes, engineer. I know. I understand. <laughs> who do you think, Andy? Who are you looking for potentially a a surprise? Whether you want to call it a bounce back season, um, out of nowhere, you have tempered or lowered expectations for who do you think that could be? Um, I'm gonna say Jalen Mills. Now, I don't know if he really qualifies, but I think he's now in the role he should be and was probably brought here to be, which was a um piece in the back end not a pure corner not your number one corner by any means and emergency fill in for McCordy. well now mccordy has gone so now it's kind of your i i think in that whatever that role is specifically is going to be for him as a free safety type i think his skills are better suited to that so i think you could see good return on investment there i'm gonna go with jack jones i think uh you know with the way his season ended last year obviously you know Fitz, you said it could be a kind of bounce back type. Um, mm -hmm. I think he was re he was really solid before his injury. Um, you know, obviously remember the pick six against Rodgers. I think he did. Mm -hmm. he, he had the acrobatic one in in the red uniforms against the Lions. So 
he has the skill set. It's going to be whether he can, you know, keep his head on straight. So if he does that, I think he could be, uh, he could end up being their other boundary corner opposite of Christian Gonzalez when it's all said and done. It's funny because the next one is who takes a leap in 2023. And that's where I have Jack Jones, because I think he actually when healthy with his head, hopefully screwed on a bit more straight, uh, can be a key cog in the defense this year, which is going to have to uh, keep the Patriots in big games. Andy, what's the exact takes a leap? Takes a leap. Yeah. Who 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 is this? You know, for example, like Tyquan Thornton would be a candidate because he like does next to nothing last year. You were unhappy with his game in the second half of the season. A good Christian man, Christian Barmore, who went from the there next Aaron go. Donald a year ago to I think people are kind of sleeping on him, and I still think he has ridiculous upside and I think some of the versatility of everybody else around him on the defensive front will help him in his matchups Christian Barmore will take a massive leap if I could redo my underrated I would change it to Christian Barmore uh, I think that uh yeah See, clearly I don't have I don't have much conviction I think that's what you guys can tell from me I'm not really no uh what, what, what was the wording here the wording here exactly was who takes a leap oh okay uh Mac Jones Ooh. Oh, there we go. Okay, no, that's a viable. Good, good for now, you. Now, is that a leap in, in production or a leap off the Tobin Bridge because his career <laughs> that was once on track for a quarter of a billion dollars is dead? See, see? Production. I'm sorry. My, I, 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 we we should have had a 30-minute prep meeting where you get ready for just the Andy Hart experience overall. Andy Mike. can it's, be a lot, Mike. It's, You're it's a lot. That. The I report. wish I went through. I wish I went through training prior to recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no regrets now, kid. We got you locked in for at least a year. Uh, and finally, prove it year. I went with Ronnie Perkins because this guy has done nothing in the first two years since the Patriots drafted him. So I guess anything would be something. But either like earn your spot or kick rocks and join the, you know, the Sean Crables and the Jermaine Cunninghams and the other defensive. Uh, oh, Jake Paquette. Uh, like all the, the these other guys who came in like, hey, this guy should be able to play like, no, he can't. And it was kind of a whiff of a pick. So I go Ronnie Perkins. Andy. I'm going to go back to the Josh Uche. Well, um, a double because, Uche. Mm. Well, That's you know that Judon has always said Uche is the best pass rusher on the team. Everybody's talked about his skills. He's in a contract year. This is a really interesting year for him. And if he proves he's what he was over the second, even if he's a, um, a secondary rusher, like really kind of living a little bit off Judon, but on the other side, like rotational guy, if you get double digit sacks, you get paid. It does. It almost doesn't matter the details of how you got there. Um, so I'll go Josh Uche. I'm going to go Kendrick Bourne. Uh, he, was right. the, he was in the doghouse last year for some, some reason. Um, maybe it was, you know, Maybe it should have happened. Maybe it shouldn't. Whatever. We don't really know. Um, there was a little bit of rumors. But anyway, he was good here his first season. He was solid. And then last season, last year, he was put on the shelf. And uh, he's going to have an opportunity. He's going to have the opportunity to bounce back. Um, do or die. Sink or swim. Prove it, KB. Can, can you be here? Can you not? So I think it's KB. Yeah, like so many good vibes, such great productivity. People thinking he'd be Debo Samuel 2.0 on the Patriots. He was one of the two guys who really showed up in the Buffalo ass-whipping playoff game a year and a half ago. Can he get back to where he was? Can he actually surge past that and become not just an integral part of this team, but maybe beyond as well? Should he play well enough to get offered a deal, stick around with the Pats, and want to be part of the turnaround? Good job, Mike. Good job, Andy. There we go, boys. Mike, that was your first Six Rings in Football Things podcast. Now we're in the postgame. How are we feeling? Excellent. Ready to roll. Go. Let's go keep to the going. HR and talk about things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel triggered. That was a really intense yeah. first one. <laughs>
yeah, I, I just it was great, but to, yeah, like you said, Andy, do you guys know where the HR HR office is? Uh, right? <laughs> no, it was great. No, dude, you did a great job, man. That's awesome. As are it. as are we, and you know, people will have vacations during the summer. Mike is going to be contributing from down at the stadium with reports and segments until he gets his own Patriots thing fired up and running prior to the season as well. He'll be a member of this particular community and podcast as well as everything Patriots and beyond at WEI and WEI.com, and you'll find him on the Odyssey app as well. Once again, give him a follow at Mike Cadlick here on at Six Rings Pod. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode full of Lord knows what, but we are here for you to try to get the positive sports train back on track in Boston. For producer Justin Turpin and everyone at WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports, Andy, Mike Cadlick, and Fitzy, this has been Six Rings and Football Things. We will talk to you soon, everybody. Great job, Mike. Take care, folks. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.